digress for just a second, if we can, because mm -hmm. when we start talking about identity and a sense of belonging, mm -hmm. meaning and purpose right. for our lives in this present time, I can't help but think of the word emotions. So how <laughs> do our emotions play into achieving significant success? Sure. Most almost all emotions uh and you've heard many books and it's out there follow your heart follow your emotions follow your intuition um but look where, where it's gotten you right it's gotten into a lot of heartache a lot of issues um a lot of bad business deals so on like that so your emotions are actually tools used by your underlying program of who you are okay? so they're very corrupt they're not calibrated they're not calibrated properly so what i say is like notice your emotions notice where it's taken you in the past notice where your intuition is taken you in, in the past and that allows you to recalibrate your emotions and what exponential intelligence and that's what i help you with does is like re it reprograms you at your at your deep level what i call your source code so when your source code is changed your emotions change and it creates a tool for attracting say abundance the right way your intuition is 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 spot on time after time after time does that make sense for you it does which is why i like it when you start out with notice what you notice notice mm -hmm. the details of what you notice because right. if you keep doing the same thing over and over again and you keep getting the same results yet you want something mm -hmm. different we all know that's called insanity so if you notice notice you notice the details of what you notice and one of the things that you notice is that these patterns that you're running these behaviors are not right. moving you toward that 99% of your potential then what no. do you need to do differently right what you're what you're doing most uh, almost all the time is that you are um, um, emphasizing or proving the patterns that you're running even deeper by your life. So when I say no, just to clarify for the new people, notice what you notice, notice the details of what you notice. So what that really means is not notice how your mind works. I mean, you can do that, but, but that's even a filter, right? Because you have a deeper identity. We're talking about identifying yourself at, at a human level. Okay. Uh, which goes f way back than say your self image. So when I say notice what you notice, notice the details, what that means is notice every action, physical action that you do, the way you hold your cell phone, the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you take a shower, all the details of your body. Okay. And I know it sounds kind of strange, but this goes beyond say being present, being mindfulness or any of those, I don't know, uh, tag words that are that are popular now because um, when you start doing that you start connecting with time real time because your exactly. body is most of us in real time right? um, and when you start doing that all the filters that you see yourself through start to fade away start to come out start to come to the surface and that's where notice what you notice notice the details of what you notice come from for those people wondering what the hell that means. <laughs> and then the next step is you can start to integrate <clears throat> your spirit with your or your vital source with who you are in this present moment. Yes, exactly. And that's where that's where you magnify time and space. That's where you magnify your resources. That's where you start to feel limitless, literally. That's where you start to feel the human potential that you can be i mean it's real it starts to come this is where people uh reignite their dreams that they had as a child right and becoming that grand person and it's happened it's not just theory it's happened to i don't know tens of thousands that have helped and i think it's in that space where mm -hmm. people begin to define success without the filters Exactly. Or begin to define significant success without mm -hmm. the filters because they're beginning to shed those filters. Exactly. Exactly. Now, you get of to course, be they can work are. with you and accelerate that. I mean, your medic of course. is fantastic for that. You have a, a tremendous number of programs. They can listen to other podcasts. There are lots mm -hmm. of ways for people to connect with you. If yes. the significant success is really what they want to create. 
And I True. think it's also a process because mm-hmm. shedding some of those filters or a common word nowadays is called detoxing mm-hmm. from that. Uh, you yeah. have to get acclimated to your new space so that you can right. go even higher faster. It's like right. eating it broccoli. is an intense process, like, though. Yeah. <laughs> you eat your broccoli because you want to run faster and jump higher. So you yeah. want to shed some of these filters, identify these mm-hmm. patterns so that you can create significant success in an right. accelerated fashion. Exactly. There's some foundations that people need to understand in order to do that. And today's conversation is about noticing the external values that the, our culture, our world enforces on us and then choosing a different way to be and to create success from an internal position yes. instead of an external position. And if, if exactly. our listeners don't understand that, they might want to rewind and listen from the beginning about how success is generated from the inside, not the outside. Exactly. And I, I love when you talk next about success being something you attract from mm-hmm. that internal space, not something you chase when you're not centered. Do you want to touch exactly. on that just a minute? Sure. Sure. So most individuals um, like, um, have a goal, whether it's money, a relationship, or whatever it is, or a new idea, uh, and they see it outside of themselves. So when you want something, just and we'll just do a quick uh, little play here. Uh, imagine something that you want that you don't have. It's something outside of you. Right? Imagine, imagine something that you have. Do you notice that's inside of you? That separation is how this reality works. As long as that separation exists, uh, you'll never get what you desire. It's always there. You're always chasing after it. Now, people go, well, you know, why is it that I can materialize a goal? It's because um, most individuals, they literally force themselves through willpower, right, to push into that reality where that, say, goal exists. Although that goal, so they're here, they're here, their goal is here, so they've moved over here, and then they lose themselves, they lose their identity, and then they have to go to another goal and another goal to feel, say, complete. That euphoria of stepping from one space to another is what they get addicted to, Uh, and that's why they always have to chase goals, right? Because when they reach their goal, it, it dies away, that, that essence is gone because you've lost yourself. So what significant success is about, or EI is about, you're here, your goal is in another reality, some reality here, or if you want to call it your doppelganger that already has that space here, okay? You're here, that goal is here. What you do is like, okay, what do I have to resonate? What frequencies do I have to resonate to attract that goal? And as you clean up, all the distortions, whatever, to accommodate this goal, this reality starts pushing, getting attracted to you. So now you ex- you're an expansive being. You haven't lost your identity here. You, you, you become more expansive. And then not only do you attract that goal, okay, that outcome, but then all the other possibilities that resonate of similar frequencies that created that. So either that or a higher version of what you wanted starts to come into you and that perpetuates success. So that's how what real success attracts success is about, right? But conventional success is basically success chases after success and that's, you keep losing yourself. It's a huge difference, guys. It is. And we talk about magnifying your identity, magnifying Mm -hmm. yourself from an internal perspective. And when you are able to magnify, you become a magnet and you attract when you're able to resonate at Mm -hmm. different frequencies, higher frequencies. Now, in this particular conversation, we haven't had you identify how success is a frequency. Do you Mm -hmm. want to take just a second for new listeners and help them understand that everything is energy? 
of course. Everything has a vibration to it, and success yes. has a frequency also. Yes, everything is a frequency, like you said, um, and it's there's different levels of energy. So energy that creates this physical world, uh, and the best way to do it, I guess, is 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 frequencies. Um, the lower level frequencies is heavier, dense objects, uh, and then mm, it's the same frequency, but you resonate it at a higher resonance, right? A higher resonance, it turns into sound, then it turns into heat, then it turns into light, uh, and then it goes higher and higher to say x-rays, gamma rays, and so on. Uh, and then you go higher and higher and higher and higher, and it turns into a timeless frequency. So I'm talking about that timeless frequency that dictates everything else below it. And I know I went kind of through that fast. There's another you podcast. You that fast because I think some people haven't grasped the idea yeah. of how energy is all around us. From my perspective, energy is all around plenty us. Plenty of language about energy mm -hmm. that people aren't right. even aware of. Yet when you start, let's take the medical or the scientific field, mm -hmm. people go in for X-rays all the time without fully understanding that that is energy that's resonating at such a high frequency that it's invisible, yet it's right. that invisible energy that's able to create a visible image for people. Right, exactly. So as you ascend higher, as you say, look at, and this is a, a great example, so that X-ray, so, so it's another, it's a higher frequency that penetrates your body right? And then it sees the inside of you. Does that make sense? So as you ascend into EI, right, you become sort of like that x-ray machine, but at a much, much, much higher level, you start to see an x-ray of who you're dealing with. You start to see all the patterns, distortions, the benefits, the, you know, the good things of that person, just like that x-ray machine. So like when I look at you, uh, whether you're on the phone in front of me or, you know, somebody talks about you, uh, I can say, pull up your x-ray of how you're created or your blueprint. So imagine if you were a business person and you had that ability, that intuitive ability, it'd be amazing, um, right? Because you'd never really fall into any distorted patterns. You could tell the person if they were right or not. Yeah, I call them energy vampires frequency because you can't uh, the energy and sometimes they just suck all the energy out. Oh, they it. suck. Of course. So you could watch out for all that if you knew what you were looking for or if you had that ability to see frequencies like that. So, um, but let's move on to the next topic. Well, that brings us to some of the um, health benefits. Um, mm -hmm. I know... Um, a lot of people that I've talked to who have accumulated success by the world's definition have sacrificed mm -hmm. their health along the mm -hmm. way. And then once yeah. they've achieved what they consider success, they then sacrifice much of their wealth to regain their health. And Sad. a favorite quote of mine is by Virgil. And he says that health is wealth. Yes. So from an EI perspective, what is your take on having to sacrifice your health in order to create success by the world's standards? Uh, it's totally the opposite. It, it's totally the opposite. So the EI version is that you have to be in a healthy, say, state, in a healthier version of yourself to accommodate the higher frequencies that you are, to maintain the higher frequencies. Um, say that you're running, you know, 120, which is the standard US. Now that you get into higher frequencies, higher knowledge, higher abundance, um, now you're running 240. Anything that's um, uh, um, weak in you starts to destroy you. So that's why as you resonate higher, as you clean up, you're gonna be a powerful, say individual you're going to be um let's see electrical wise i don't know why electricity comes in but we're all electromagnetic beings uh, by the way that's how you attract wealth so the purer you are the stronger of a force that you can attract purity and and success t towards you so so health you have to be at a much higher level and your abundance actually creates say more health for you this is where 
individuals and well you including you don in a very short time you've actually looked younger and more vibrant and healthier than ever if that makes sense to you which is totally the opposite because success is supposed to destroy your health and then you're supposed to get it later but you know there's a time factor there as well because you know if you destroy something and you're older it's pretty hard to reclaim yourself again come into your youth it i don't know where they get that consciousness so this basically is is as you go along with success your physical being becomes more and more and more abundant this is where people reverse age with with the practice of ei this is where they become healthier more more complete basically all the way around emotionally and physically to maintain those higher levels of success and I will also say the more that you um, notice what and how EI functions mm -hmm. for us as individuals, we do begin to see the distortions in others. We do begin yes. to listen differently. So when yes. it's a matter of noticing the details, it's not only with our eyes, it's with our mm -hmm. ears, it's with a sense of knowing. For example, yes. there are family health characteristics that are generational whether it be a bad back right. or be tremors <clears throat> or thyroid conditions when right. we can notice these distortions we can choose a higher frequency that almost works like teflon not me baby not happening exactly to me. I'm deleting that exactly it's like that's not how i'm how i'm gonna age because that's not your natural course so you start to remove, again, I'm not a doctor, I'm not saying I cure you, but you start, I've seen in, enough individuals where they start to remove their hereditary patterns of how they age, including heart issues, back issues, cancers or whatever else. They start to delete all that and become a vibrant, say, uh, older individual. Uh, I don't even like to use the word old. More stable. Wiser. Their identity becomes more stable. Their right. happiness becomes more stable. And I'll offer your sleep becomes more stable. Mm -hmm. Now there's exactly. um, there's controversy out there on whether you need to give up sleep in order to be successful. Mm -hmm. And I think it's an interesting conversation because is it really sleep or is it a feeling of being rested? Is it an energetic state of mm -hmm. having the energy to accomplish what needs to be done? Or is it mm -hmm. actually a number of hours of sleep? Right. So there's not, I don't have like scientific studies, but I've worked on, uh, again, a ton of people. Uh, and from what I've found out is that those individuals who come into, you know, the higher EI levels, one, they might sleep less. Uh, initially, they might sleep longer and so on. Um, but after they, they get comfortable, they sleep less, but they take naps. Um, and by the way, that's how a lot of, very ingenious individuals, Einstein, and uh, Thomas Edison, and so on, did. They, uh, and they're always like, and, and, and sleep in the EI standard, it's, it's just not about rest or rejuvenation. Um, what happens is that when you sleep, you literally reset yourself back into the present moment. So uh, we can do another podcast on sleep. I don't want to get too deep into that. But so when you take like mini naps, like 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Uh, for me, I, I do 22 minutes. I don't know why. But anyway, 22 minutes. Um, and, and what happens is like it resets you with time. It reconnects you to that vital force, the 99%. So when you come back awake, you reset. Um, some of the problems, the solutions will naturally come into you, just like those great mentors did. And then you're on your way. I like to call it recharging. Recharging. Yes, there you go has a nice energy concept to it. Yes, exactly. So I think a lot of the things that we've talked about are external beliefs versus internal <clears throat> beliefs and um, identity as a, a completeness of mm -hmm. who we are and not um, an instability in terms of exactly. more than one filter running at the same time that separates right. us identity into um, multiple aspects. Instead, we're saying, no, we need to create a stable base for our identity so that we are able to achieve significant success 
from who we be, who we are, who we're becoming, and who right. we're aspiring to be as a higher version of ourselves. True. So in the external world, they say you have to give up your comforts in order to mm -hmm. achieve success. But from what I just said, it seems, again, it's the opposite. When we opposite. are stable, when we mm -hmm. are happy, when we're healthy, when we're rested, when we feel recharged, our comfort is something that we can rely on. Mm -hmm. And I would even um, position that if you're feeling uncomfortable, maybe you need to take a closer look and notice why you're uncomfortable and see mm -hmm. if maybe there are some filters that are running. Because right. if I'm complete and I'm whole and I'm um, solid in my base, mm -hmm. then I'm comfortable. I'm not uncomfortable. Right. Right. Um, I just want to. I just want to clarify that, though, Don. Is that, you know, if you're, uh, the key with EI is that you do get uncomfortable, and that's what I call detox. But it's not because, you know, it's not because you're uncomfortable. For, um, it's not because you were comfortable in the first place. Basically, you were comfortable with your securities insecurities that you have. Does that make sense? Uh, latching on to people, identifying with other people, um, you know, uh, creating incompleteness somehow. Does that make sense? So there's a difference between being comfortable. What EI comfortable is that you disconnect from all your securities and you're comfortable no matter what happens to you on the outside. It's kind of like a candle that never flickers. No matter how stormy it is on the outside, no matter what situation that you're in on the outside, internally, you're a solid person. So that's the EI definition of being comfortable, okay? Most individuals, what they do, and this is detrimental if you wanna become successful, is that what do you do? Your, you know, your internal candle burns and then there's, it's pretty windy outside. It's like, oh, I have to stay away from that environment. Otherwise, you know, the internal candle blows out, right? So you only surround yourself with situations that you kind of feel stable. Well, you can't really become successful that way and or it's a lot harder path to become successful. So what EI says again, overall, again, is like you create this say comfort space within you and then no matter where you are, you're always confident, you're always solid, you're always complete. Right? Isn't that your sphere of influence? Uh, yeah, that would be your, the EI sphere, sphere of influence. I talk about that uh, on the accelerated uh, 21 days. Yes. Um, which is different than the conventional wisdom of or conventional definition of sphere of influence. I'd love uh, to do another podcast just on that. Yes. So, yeah, we'll say that for another podcast. Um, so then it comes down to, you know, we're talking about time and mm -hmm. we're, we're talking about magnifying time. Yes. And, um, so there's, there are enjoyment factors of life with mm -hmm. regard to time. There's entertainment and there's hobbies. And the external version of success says you need to give up your hobbies you have to forego on entertainment and your focus has to be on spending your time achieving success, chasing after it. Yeah, wow. That's, I know, it seems like, Ugh, it seems crazy. Sorry. <laughs> How unenjoyable uh, this whole process exactly. is it's... from an external factor because there are so many things that can be entertaining. Again, that's personal choice. Of course. But the Avengers movie just came out. You know, mm -hmm. why do we have to forego, according to the external world, things that we enjoy if mm -hmm. we have the ability to take a 22-minute nap and recharge mm -hmm. and reset? Right. Then we're able to magnify our time and get it all done anyway. So mm -hmm. I think there are a lot of misconceptions out there about oh, totally. what's involved in creating success. And the EI version is, um, I think, much more palatable because you don't need anybody else in order to accomplish it, except that you need human interaction to create, I call it a synergy 
in mm-hmm. order to accelerate faster. And, sure. and also to have people point out things, distortions, filters that you don't see and then work with, work with you, Ma, so they, they can actually get deleted. Definitely. Um, so let's talk about hobbies, though, because okay. people go, well, you have to forego your hobbies or your pleasures of life, right, and stick to work. Um, but as you ascend higher, um, what happens is that l- your life becomes your hobby, which is very different. So no matter what you're doing, whether you're working, whether you're having fun, no matter what it is, you're enjoying the space that you're in, right? It's not that X, Y, and Z provides happiness for me, you know, A, B, C doesn't. So, uh, and again, that goes back into the suffering, right? You have to suffer and then you enjoy later. It's the same pattern. It doesn't work that way, guys. Um, Once you understand yourself, again, what you do your existence here, just the pleasures of life, whether it's brushing your teeth and doing whatever, the simple things that you know most successful individuals try to get out of the way so they can focus on what makes them successful. Uh-uh. You're breeding success by enjoying where you are. That breeds success. You know, and it and it and it's kind of confusing to me because it doesn't make logical sense at a higher logic level if success breeds success bad habits breed bad habits so why do you think suffering is going to breed success or happiness later on for you not possible no according to their conventional wisdom right it's their rule set i'm just using their rule set it doesn't make sense in ei it works in every situation, in every aspect, time and time and time again, in conventional success, there's always exceptions to the rule on how you create success. This is a big factor, by the way, that, that I pointed out. And I think right along those lines, it's, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've touched a little bit on emotions and we've talked about completeness in identity. Right. Um, I think one of the other factors to success in the outside world is that um, people feel when they achieve success, um, they don't need to be liked or how they're perceived by others factors Mm -hmm. into their success. And I struggle with that because I don't really care what people think mm-hmm. of me. I don't need to be liked. I am who I am. I'm mm-hmm. becoming the highest version of myself and I want to right. attract people who resonate with who I be. Right. Yet in the outside world, there seems to be this um, insecurity about needing to be liked. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts about success and whether you need to be liked, you don't need to be liked or... Why do mm-hmm. people struggle with that so much? That's a great question. So there's three different variations. One is that, and you know, and, and I follow a lot of like motivational Instagram posts, uh, you know, channels and so on like that. And they always go, you know, successful people are, are loners, right? So unfortunately what happens is that you become a loner, you force yourself to be alone, not because it benefits you, but because you're seeing other successful people and they're mostly loners, right? Uh, and, and and so let me clarify that. Um, so that's one aspect. You're not doing, you're not being alone for the right reason, right? You're just doing it because you think that's going to get you success. It doesn't work that, out that way. But successful individuals, significantly successful people, they hang out with a small group of friends because they don't resonate with the mass society, right? But the reason why they don't is because not, because because they resonate at a very different high level frequency and well they so the people that they attract are very far and few in between most individuals who want to be alone is because they don't like themselves and then being with other people just magnifies who they don't like so they're not comfortable the key thing is they're not comfortable with being alone but one, they're forced to be alone, and two, they think that if they are alone, they'll attract success. It, that's just straight out bullshit. It doesn't work that way. So significantly successful individuals, they're alone for a very different reason. It's because 
there's not enough people out there that resonate at their higher frequencies. Well, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So it's not really that they want to be liked or they don't want to be liked. They're just looking for the people who resonate with who they exactly. are, where they are, and what they are um, trying who they to are. achieve. Yeah, who they exactly. are. Basically, it's identity. It all comes back right. to identity. And, there, and there's a difference between alone and lonely. Very successful true. people, significantly successful. They're not lonely. Uh, conventional success, they're alone because they can't integrate with anybody, even distorted individuals because, well, they have a wealth factor to them, right? So they feel out of place even with people they wish they could be with. So they're not happy either way. Um, significantly successful individuals, they're happy alone. They're good with themselves. And then they're happy in a group because they don't lose themselves into the group. They actually enhance that group. So it doesn't matter. That candle that you were talking about that burns right. the same, exactly. no matter what environment they find. Exactly. exactly. So when it comes to um, pride, now I've heard that, mm -hmm. you know, you have to swallow your pride in order to be successful. If mm -hmm. you, you, you need to do certain things, then you allow your, you can't allow your ego to take over. You have to swallow your pride. Mm -hmm. That seems to run <clears throat> contrary to everything we're talking about with regard to identity, Definitely. feeling complete, and having um, control over mm -hmm. your person. <laughs> of course. Of course. That is, that is so true. So pride... Uh, when you have to swallow your pride, you have to sell yourself. Um, this is where that Harvey Weinstein situation happened to people, an extreme version where women go, well, that's what I have to do to become successful in the movie. You don't have to do that. Whenever, have to, whenever you have to say, uh, lose your pride to accommodate success, it's never a good thing, uh, especially at the smaller levels, because if you're comfortable with the smaller levels, then the next level and, the, you know, the, 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 the chewing away or the uh, – um, um, I, I see it kind of like sand. You know how uh, – like a sand castle, you know, and the water comes in. It just starts – what is it? Um, God, I'm, I'm losing my fire. It, it's, it, it starts to degrade the sand castle. Basically, you're degrading your self-identity whenever you take little bits and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then eventually, you know, you're always selling yourself, whether it's in the physical world or a consciousness that you're selling yourself to create success. Though, again, it never works out for you. Um, this is that you do certain things, you know, whatever it is, but you never lose your identity. You never lose your pride. So, for example, people would go, you're a CEO. Right. And now you're mopping the floors. That's for most people. And I'll give you that extreme example for most people go, shit, what am I doing? I'm a CEO. And now I'm, you know, sweeping the floors uh, as a janitor. Significantly successful people, they know who they are, no matter what role they're doing, what role they're playing. If they need to sweep the floors, if that's what it takes to become successful, they don't lose that identity. They actually become more humble and more expansive uh, in that in, in that role of becoming a janitor and then they then they know how to treat their employees including their janitors uh with 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 um confidence completeness and honor so it's very different excellent example yeah i will ask though do you think that pride also has a historical context that has patterns that are dragged from one generation to another oh. that are oftentimes you know, they're filters from mm -hmm. baggage that people are carrying with them with regard of to course. not an authentic understanding of pride and how you can honor and serve if your identity is whole and complete. Of course, exactly. You know, that's why people go, well, that's below me. I'll never do that. And so on like that. It's because you're, you're identifying your identity with something of an external nature. Right. I this think it's great that there's some yeah. clues for people to actually have tangible, practical applications mm -hmm. that if they have that thought or that's um, 
maybe it's a filter and they can start to identify these filters. They can exactly. notice, and then that's the first step in the process of beginning exactly. to remove these filters or delete right. them. Right. So if you have proper pride, again, significant success pride, you never demean anybody. You never look down upon people because they're all humans. At, at a deeper level, you understand what being human is. It goes beyond the physical existence here. So no job or no, no matter what you do, you never lose your sense of self. Right? Uh, you honor, all, always honor yourself. And then with that honor, you always, other people honor you because you're at full level or full value. Uh, and it's not depending on the title, by the way, because there's a lot of people who carry the title and they get forced to, um, <clears throat> um, they get forced to uh, honor them. Other people get forced to uh, respect them. That's false respect. That goes So pride goes into respect, right? Uh, it's like, you have to respect me because I'm your parent. You have to respect me because I'm your boss. Uh, I make more money. You have to respect me because of so-and-so. It doesn't work that way. It never works that way. It's false respect. You have to respect me because I'm your king or I'm your president and so on like that. Significant success respect is that you burn at such a high standard of humanity, right? Morality that people look at you and go, damn, that's respectful, right? It's I, totally different. It's, it's almost like a knowing, a sensing, a feeling, a being. It, um, exactly. I don't know that it's a label <clears throat> or a title. Because mm -hmm. when that candle is so solid, right. it just reflects from the inside out. Yeah, exactly. I, I've seen people with... Um, a ton of money, let's say, driving around in a beater car, mm -hmm. and they're profiled when they show up somewhere, yet their bank account is so mm -hmm. much greater, and yet when they stand or you stand in their presence, you just exactly. know. You just, you just know. know. Exactly. You don't have to have a power tie. I mean, if you do, it enhances you. You know, you know all the little physical things that people do, you know, power ties, uh, I've seen a lot of political leaders now. They color their hair gray so they look wiser, right? They do that. Uh, what else do they do? Uh, they sit higher um, than, say, their their client or whoever. It's all those physical things, and yes, it works. It's the art of persuasion. But, you know, they can never mask that internal self of who they are, right? And I think it eventually shows itself. Which it is eventually why shows. We're talking itself. about significant success. It's authentic. Exactly. It's yeah. from the inside out. Right. And there are really just two more that I want mm -hmm. to talk about of those top 15 mm -hmm. and immediate desires. Mm -hmm. um, you hear <clears throat> that you have to forego on your immediate desires, you have to put them off so that later on down the road you will mm -hmm. um, have success. So there seems right. to be this always kind of delayed gratification. Put off having right. kids until you can have enough income that you can not worry about the bills and you can be fully present with your kids. You have to put off having fun and vacations mm -hmm. and entertainment and hobbies. It's the immediate desires are portrayed as enemies of success. Mm -hmm. That you have to sacrifice um, joy now desires mm -hmm. now um, right again, that seems to be bass backwards in terms of um true true and and there's some truth in this one okay but i'll tell you the difference between significant success uh delaying uh immediate say gratification um is the difference is that the difference is that when people say delay gratification the conventional way it's a prison sentence. It's like a diet, right? People go, I have to go on a diet because I have to get healthy. What does that tell your body, right? You're not good enough, basically, right? So delayed gratification is very different in somebody who likes to, say, exercise. Say, for example, that you need to exercise to improve your health, right? A lot of people go, damn, I have to go to the gym. I have to waste my time, whatever, whatever. It doesn't benefit you. It really doesn't benefit you as much. But there's individuals who crave going to the gym. 
they crave going to the gym because it enhances them and accelerates them. So delayed gratification obviously it needs to be logical uh, and there's nothing wrong with that, but how you see it, is it a prison sentence where you're delayed gratification, where you're denying yourself of something, or is it something that if you do X, one second here, if you do X stronger later on, but most people, again, conventional people go, if I delay myself, I'm losing now, for further gratification. So it degrades their future self. Does that make sense to you? It does. Because you're not good enough now, right? So, so one, significant success, say, makes you stronger from delayed gratification. Uh, conventional success makes you weaker from delayed gratification. So again, it's how you choose to look at it, whether it's from lack exactly. or abundance, because what you focus your attention on is what grows. Mm -hmm. So if you're focusing exactly. on needing to diet, mm -hmm. you know, you want to lose weight, then you're mm -hmm. focusing on weight, which means you're nine times out of 10 going to get more weight because that's what you're focusing on. But if you're focusing on getting healthy and eating healthy and exercising and moving and hydrating, mm -hmm. you're going to get more and abundant health. So I right. think what I hear you saying is your perspective on fulfilling immediate desires or embracing delayed gratification are going to be significant to what it is you ultimately achieve. Exactly. Exactly. So for like a diet perspective, people who go on a diet, it's like, oh, damn, I can't eat my favorite foods. I can't do this. I can't do that. Right. And then, yeah, they might lose the weight. But again, they're not happy about it because they lost themselves. Uh, successful, significantly successful individuals, they would go, I'm on a diet. It's like, oh, fantastic. This allows me to see how much discipline I have. One second here. This allows me to see how much discipline I have on not eating that food. So how strong I can get, how long I can hold off, right? How much better I feel. How much better I can be. It's just like, well, I work out a lot. It's like, okay, how much more weight can I lift? later on it's not like oh shit i have to uh you know put on more weight you know to see if i can lift it to destroy me it's like no i want to push the limits the boundaries and that's how significantly successful individuals do they push the boundaries uh right now i'm doing a fast where i only eat once a day uh one hour every 24 hours uh and people go god you must be terrible you know it must be terrible for you, you can't. it's like no i feel really powerful it's the most amazing thing don and maybe you can talk about it in another podcast on eating this way but you know you find so much power within yourself to control something simple that controls your whole life your eating habits right your breathing habit if you can control like for example me the eating habit it's just amazing the first few days it was kind of tough after this, it's like, holy shit, this is so powerful, you know, because you can integrate with your higher self, the energy that you get, the completeness, the clarity of mind, Don, it is crazy. Um, even at my levels, it's even more clear for me. Um, and again, it's more power for me. But again, most people, they go, oh, shit. Um, well, I hate to cut down a religion, but the Muslim religion, the, you know, they do Ramadan where they don't eat. And that's a way of suffering for them. They could turn that around into a blessing and expansiveness and really create, say, significant success that way. But they don't. Uh, I, I don't know why they came up. up. I guess it's Ramadan. So that's why that comes up. But anyway. But I think it would be fun to do a podcast on achieving clarity. And of course. approaches that could be mm -hmm. used because I hear people all the time, what's the opposite of clarity? It's confusion. And then I hear things like, oh, I wish I had... Uh, crystal ball. Well, mm -hmm. there are euphemisms for I need clarity in my life. And oh, there are ways to achieve clarity using EI or tapping mm -hmm. into EI that I think would make a fascinating podcast. Um, I think so. Podcast yeah, so write down those questions. Yeah, and I invite the audience to write those questions down for you. Any question or any podcast ideas that you guys have, uh, send them in to MASEI, so M-A-S-E-I, so MAS Exponential Intelligence, at MASEJADI.com, uh, and we'll turn it into a podcast for you. That'd be fascinating. So that brings us full circle in many respects. Mm -hmm. We started out with time, 
And now I'd like to end with what the world calls income, because okay. now they're, they're talking about how every penny that you earn in terms of income needs to be invested in your future success. And okay. we touched a little bit about money and a money filter, money beliefs, money abundance or money lack. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when it comes to income and investing in your success monetarily, mm-hmm. what would the EI perspective be about generating significant success when it comes to income? Okay. There's, so the truth behind that or the original truth of that is that Money, and this is why money is put on a pedestal, okay? Because money signifies how awakened you are, or it's a physical representation of how awakened you are. So that's why people will sell their souls or spirits literally to accommodate money, because it says, look, I'm this successful. What we're talking about is, look, I'm this successful, and there's money that proves it. Does that make sense to you? So, but most people are, I'm this successful, but I've accumulated by selling my soul at some level, spirit level, no matter if you've done hard work, you've sold your soul to the devil like a lot of people do. A lot of entertainment people are coming out and going, hey, you know, I literally sold myself to the devil. Uh, and it, it's recorded on YouTube, so it's not just me saying it. But anyway, they're here. Their bank account is here. And it's like, look this is where I should be. This is the way you should see me at. It doesn't work that way. So the real investment is that you're investing in bringing your real self up to the level. Does that make sense? So that's where the meaning comes from. So you do things, you invest things that clarify who you are. And part of that income would be, well, savings uh, or doing whatever else to perpetuate further growth. That makes sense to you, uh, whether it's like investments, savings, uh, stocks, bonds. Uh, I would, I would, uh, for me personally, like Bitcoin, gold, and so on, like that, um, or real estate. Um, but that's you know that's a smaller, detailed version. Um, uh, is there anything more I could say on that? I think magnification again brings us full circle. Yeah. <clears throat> that your income and your wealth is magnified by your identity, yourself, your higher self, and the filters Mm -hmm. that you are operating from. And I think the income filters Mm -hmm. and the money filters are worth interrogating for people so they can notice, notice and notice the details of what they notice. Because if they have filters and these filters are patterns and behaviors that they're running and they're chasing success, Mm -hmm without realizing that it's from within that they're going to magnify the significant success. Exactly. Then they need to make a change. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So this is where money, if you want to invest, so you would do things that will enhance you. So you don't have to, again, that goes into the lack mentality, right? That you should use every penny to again, hoard or basically save, but significant success tells you that, if you are tapped into, um, you know, a limitless resource, right? Obviously, there's that knowledge of saving for later, but then again, using knowing that there's limitless resources of physical abundance. So that's a huge factor in it as well. Um, and most people don't realize that, and that's why they hoard money. They become greedy and so on, like that. It it destroys the wealth that they became. Right? It doesn't give them the freedom, the expansiveness of who they are. Um, so when you say investing, invest in things, and it could be luxury items or it could be a vacation or whatever it is that makes you feel expansive and grand. Right? There's nothing wrong with that. So you're investing in yourself. Um, and when most people do that, they, they put money at a higher pedestal than who they are, which actually destroys the, the reason why you became successful. So we've covered all 15 of the myths and the sacrifices Mm. that the external world claims are necessary in order for success to be Mm -hmm. achieved by human beings. And 
our discussion centers around exponential intelligence and significant success as a paradigm shift that enables us to attract success instead of chase after it. And I've heard you talk a lot about frequencies and energy and creating um, an environment where we are able to remove filters or see filters for what they are Mm -hmm. and then delete them so that we can become a higher version of ourselves. And as we ascend version of ourselves that allows us to actually achieve significant success without chasing right. it and sacrificing in this crazy way that the world says we need to in order to achieve significant success so on that True. note is there anything else that maybe we haven't covered that you think would um, be really important <clears throat> for our listeners to understand about um, significant yeah. success? Uh, you know, when you're saying that, the word fiat comes to me. So fiat is basically, right now, is uh, I think the original term is it shall be, uh, and that's where it comes from. So basically fiat is fake currency or fake value nowadays. So your dollar is not backed up by anything. It's the trust of the government, right? Again, it's fake. Uh, a lot of conventional success is fake. It doesn't give you the trueness of who you are. So significant success pulls you into a higher definition of yourself, a pure version of yourself, rather than a distorted version of yourself. And that's the signif- and that's the success that you're actually achieving, or that's the significant, or that's the success that you're, say, striving for. That's the real reason why, is to find the purest possible highest version of yourself and and the only way to do it is significantly Uh, conventional success pulls you away and creates more of a fiat essence of yourself version of yourself so i think that's an excellent way to put it because the fiat is a distortion it is it actually is so that's excellent well masa i want to thank Thank you you for allowing me to ask you these questions and again, if our listeners oh, so fantastic. Thank you. for podcasts or they would like to um, ask you questions, how would they be able mm-hmm. to follow up with you with regard to questions or working with you? How did, what's the best way for them to get in contact? There's a lot of free content. You can look me up, Masajati. Um, podcast exponential intelligence obviously uh, the 21 days for those people who are really really serious on 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 just going at a fast pace into your significant self um, you can take a look at that on at masajati.com if you have questions or comments ideas uh, mas ei m-a-s-e-i at masajati.com uh, and again thanks don uh, for being part of this um, for you individuals, as we end, notice what you notice and then notice the details of what you're noticing.